have Carrie Lake uh, up as the leadoff batter. Uh, Carrie, I was quite impressed with the with the way the judge handled himself. First off, the scale of this. Were they expecting as many people that come on and show up and, and and come on? I mean, you melted down the system. What happened on that? Well, um, it took about there was about a half an hour delay, maybe longer, Steve, because uh, there was so much interest in this case through both the telephonic uh, meeting part and then also the uh, online meeting that everyone just signed on, logged on to get on and watch this and. There was no room for the legal team and the defendants and well, the defendants didn't show up, but the legal team, I couldn't get on. My attorneys couldn't get on. So after about a half an hour of, you know, working things out, we were able to start the proceedings today. And it was a a meeting to to figure out how the schedule will play out in this ever important election lawsuit against Katie Hobbs and Maricopa County Board of Supervisors and Stephen Richer. And it just tells you the whole world is watching and interested in what's happening here. They know how important getting honest elections are to saving this republic. Not just honest elections. This thing was stolen, right? And some, one of the wise guys, one of the wise guys on, on Twitter, oh, this is a coping mechanism. No, baby, this is not coping. We won this, and you see this information that obviously Katie Hobbs is illegitimate. She knows she's illegitimate. That's why they're dancing around this thing. They didn't want to show up today. They want well, to go in and get some judge and throw it out right away. Hobbs' ahead, attorney uh, said that she was there representing uh, Governor-elect Hobbs, and I, I had to hold back my out loud laughter when she said that. And, you know, this is what it's about. We are going to show the scale of fraud and um, malicious intent in this case. It's outrageous what they did, what they did to the good people of Arizona, how they perverted election day voting in the most hostile way possible. It's disgusting what they did. And we are looking forward to this case moving forward. It looks like they're going to try to push forward a a motion to dismiss. That'll begin on Thursday. We will have, uh, I believe, let me look at the actual schedule real quick. Our response will come Saturday. Replies are due Sunday. Oral arguments on that Monday. And then we move forward to the trial next Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, And the trial will take place in, uh, in Maricopa County, what, Superior Court? Yes, this will be. Uh, this is going to be something of enormous interest. Here's the here's the question. People are saying, "Oh, Carrie Lake's just going through." Some people on the left, Carrie Lake's just going through uh, the motions here. This is purely performative. Walk me through. What is your obligation to the people of Arizona, of of independents, Democrats, Republicans, MAGA, progressives, all of, and even citizens who didn't vote? What is your What is your responsibility? your obligation and how you hold yourself accountable in this whole process. I love Arizona. That's why I got into this. And that's why I jumped into politics. I mean, you'd have to be a glutton for punishment if you got into politics without loving your state. And we started and created an amazing movement of people. And uh, we won this election. But this election was rigged. And I owe is there it to any the doubt? People. Is there any doubt? Is there any doubt in your mind? Any doubt in your soul when you do this? Is there any doubt? that you won this election? Not one inkling of doubt. Not one inkling. And you know what? I don't think there's any doubt in Katie Hobbs that she lost this election. I don't think she's got a shred of doubt. She knows the truth, and they're just trying to brush this all under the rug and take Arizona government. 
back away from we the people who stood up and voted for it. And think how powerful our movement is, Steve, that they had to pull out all the tools in their cheating tool belt. They had to do the typical stuff they always do with grabbing the votes. And then they had to go so far and so blatant and be so obvious as to sabotage election day in such an obvious way that every man and woman could see it with their eyes. That's how obvious they had to make it to stop our massive movement. And we're going to show this in court. We're going to prove this in court because we will not sit by. My obligation is to the good people of Arizona. And my obligation is to this country to not let another election be stolen and, and make people accountable for their actions. And they messed with the wrong person. I don't think they realized how much fight I have in me. No, you got a lot of fight. Um, and no, I don't think they know who they messed with. Um, you know, if people follow this campaign closely, election integrity and honest elections were one of your top issues. But it wasn't your top. Your top issue was you were going to take your hand off the Bible after swearing in and declare, which you still will do, and declare an invasion on the southern border and make force Biden to respond to it. You see what's happened. Front page of the New York Times today. We're going to have Mike Howlon from Heritage done such a great job on tracking these NGOs and the cell phones. Massive invasion. We had Todd Benzman on this morning. You had Ducey. You had Ducey. He's running around putting the, 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 the cargo containers on top of each other. Some kind of like, you know, it looks like a, some sort of kid's toy thing. What is going on in Arizona? Katie Hobbs is total open borders. Ducey yeah. is, I don't know if he's trying to save his reputation. Somebody's got to tell him the Tinker Toy set he's got down there is not yeah. going to do it. Is that correct, Carrie Lake? Well, you know, my plan, and I still have this plan, is to finish President Trump's wall. So that means we're going to have to move all those out of the way. But, you know, I'm, I'm of the belief. You're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. No, it's not. You're building a real wall, not a Lego set. He's got a Lego set yeah. down there. You're going to build a wall. OK, I just want to make sure. Well, we got and, that. and, you know, we'll have to remove those. I, I do believe any barrier is better than no barrier. This should have been done two years ago and we should have finished the wall. We have the materials down there. My plan on day one when I get my day one is to declare an invasion on the border and actually do something and finish that wall instead of talking and not doing anything like we've seen for the past two years. I don't know. Uh, you know, I look at that 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 you call it tinker toy wall. And I was thinking, oh, my, we have to remove all that now when we go to build the real wall. But we'll do it because the people of Arizona and their safety and security and the people of this country and the safety and security depend on us to do it. And this is why they have to rig elections. They can't afford to end their human smuggling operation, their drug smuggling operation that the cartels control. They can't afford to end that corruption. And because I, I believe they're part of it in many ways. Our government is part of it. And so they have to stop candidates like me who are who will be working for we the people and do what we the people want, which is secure our border, bring about safety and security to this country and prove that we are a sovereign country, a sovereign nation and a sovereign state here in Arizona. Carrie Lake, how do people get you to follow all this? Because you can tell today when you melted down the, uh, the, the lines at the Superior Court, this is the whole world's watching this. So how do, how do people watch <laughs> Carrie Lake and follow her? Well, I know that you told your listeners they have to go and read the lawsuit. You have to read it. It's going to show you how they gotcha. steal elections in this country. We're going to be putting that up. It still is up there today, and the website's working. It's savearizonafund.com. I'm about to put a video out 
laying out what's in that lawsuit for people who don't want to read it. And that will be up at savearizonafund.com as well, a little bit later. And you can find me on all of the social media. Go to Twitter, go to Getter, go to Truth. I'm everywhere uh, on Facebook. If people are still on that site, I'm at the Carrie Lake. Everywhere else, I'm Carrie Lake, K-A-R-I-L-A-K-E. God, I had them reading it for a homework assignment. You got to come and do the video. No, that's good. That's good. Some, <laughs> Not everybody <laughs> has the patience. It reads like a, I mean, I don't know, a thriller it crime like a no- novel. It it reads like it reads like a, a novel, like a true crime thing. You see it, and you see, and they're just laughing in your face. This is why I this will has say to this happen. though: independents and Democrats. Yes, ma'am. About halfway through it, it was like a, a punch to the gut for this patriotic American to see how far our elections have fallen, how how corrupt people can be, and how they don't care about their fellow citizens. It really it shook me a little bit reading reading all of it. Um, just how the lengths they'll go, Steve. The lengths they'll go. The 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 the, the power is the how they don't follow procedure. The, the, they're just going to do what they want to do. Right on the chain of custody. And if we let them get the, away with it, they'll continue doing it, and finished. nobody will ever Done. vote again. We're, we're finished. No, no. The powerful, one of the most powerful was with a consultant that's done, doing it before. They said, nah, this was done by commission. They couldn't, it's too many things had to happen on election day just to happen. They, they did this on purpose. So this is why this case is so important, and we uh, look forward to following it, Carrie Lake. Christina, you're at the tip of the spirit there. Tell us about this new in, in Mojave. By the way, Christina, Bob, are you an election denier? You got a book coming out called Steal Your Vote. Are you an election denier or do you, I, you stand for free, fair and transparent elections, ma'am? Well, I was about to own election denier, but yes, I stand for free and fair elections too. You can call me whatever you want. I'm a patriot and I'm an American and I want free and fair elections. So uh, yeah, I'm thrilled with this lawsuit in Mojave County. This is the people of Arizona voters in Mojave County who say that they've been disenfranchised because Maricopa County ran such a botched election that it disenfranchised their vote. Carrie Lake won Mojave County and they're saying that that victory was uh, undermined by the, the shenanigans that occurred in Maricopa County. And I'm really excited about this case because it focuses on the signature verification. We've heard a lot about signature verification from 2020 in here, but they've really traced it back to uh, Maricopa County's contract where Maricopa County effectively outsourced signature verification, which the assistant attorney general, Jennifer Wright, noted in her letter is not lawful. The county is not allowed to outsource important aspects of the election. There's nothing in the law that allows them to do that. And they did that. They outsourced it to Runbeck, the same company that prints the ballots, distributes the ballots, uh, has has the ballots returned to them throughout the tally process. The same company that Carrie Lake's lawsuit alleges they have a whistleblower saying that uh, ballots were being inserted all over the place to the tune of 300,000. And thank God for Gateway Pundit that broke the story last night showing that Runbeck has a lengthy history and repeated uh, uh, donations to Democrats and the Democrat Party, particularly Joe Biden and Mark Kelly were listed on there. So uh, they have a lot of power. They've taken over the operations of the elections largely from Maricopa County. And this lawsuit says Maricopa County didn't have the lawful right to do that. And therefore, Maricopa County's votes need to be set aside. This goes back to the letter from the assistant AG. Correct me if I'm wrong. And maybe I just don't understand that well. But when you say outsource, they also outsourced. It's by artificial intelligence. It's supposed to be by humans to actually sit there and verify the signatures. Correct? You just That's can't exactly outsource right. it, and then, 
this is key. You just can't outsource it to a company that's going to use a, a algorithm or some sort of computer artificial intelligence program what is set up in Arizona in, in the process and procedures in the manual and by statute has to be done internally and has to be done by humans, correct? There's no, there's no provision that you can actually have artificial intelligence do this? That's exactly right. Not only is there no provision in Arizona law to allow for artificial intelligence to check the signature verification, but it's never been done before. I mean, we know it was done in 2020, but it was never done in a way that was proven accurate. In 2020, they said, oh, COVID, there's new rules. You know, they used the COVID excuse, but they don't have that excuse here in 2020, and they needed to follow Arizona law. Arguably, they should have followed it in 2020 as well. But uh, you're, you're right. They're basically saying, oh, we're going to make up our own procedures. We're going to do whatever we want, regardless of the fact that the law doesn't allow for that. And oh, by the way, when you actually have people that look at the signatures, they don't match. And so whatever algorithm they're using, the standard isn't high enough, or maybe it's just not accurate. We don't know. But you're exactly right that that's what this lawsuit aims to get to the bottom of. Uh, last thing, uh, Carrie Lake, uh, they have a, a court hearing, I think, at 1 o'clock. Is that just a scheduling to schedule when the, they're going to go to trial uh, or, or witnesses or evidence? What's going on in the process today? Do you know? That's what I expect. Uh, the court didn't give a lot of detail about what they plan to cover in the hearing, but I would expect it to be similar to a scheduling conference-type hearing where they set a trial date. The statute requires that the court set a trial within 10 days of the lawsuit, so I would expect a trial date to be set early next week, and we'll go from there and see what happens. Christina, how do people get to you? What's your social media? Uh, Christina Bob on tr- uh, Truth and Getter, and then Christina underscore Bob on Instagram and Twitter. And the book is Steal Your Vote, Stealing Your Vote. What's the title of the book? That's right. Stealing Your Vote. And thank you very much to you for writing the introduction and, and putting your awesome take on it. It's a first. It's a great first-person account of everything that went on in 2020 and how we sort this mess out. Sort, sorting this mess out is a high priority. Christina Bob, thank you so much. Christina Bob, give us your assessment today of laying out the schedule. And the judge seemed particularly intrigued by some of the elements here, ma'am. Yeah, I actually thought the hearing today uh, went pretty well. The judge laid out a very quick timeline in accordance with the statute that Carrie Lake filed her case under. Uh, So we will hear some type of oral argument, probably a motion to dismiss on the 19th, and then we'll get straight into the evidentiary hearing on the 21st and 22nd. And I mean, Carrie's got them dead to rights. As you mentioned, They've got the experts saying that this was all done intentionally with the malfunctions of the machines. They've got whistleblowers saying that there's over about 300,000 ballots that were illegally cast one way or another. And then you've got uh, co-mingling that we talked about of 25,000 this morning and then um, another 125,000 out there. I mean, there's so much evidence in this. She has got them dead to rights. She's got the law on the side. She's got uh, the facts on her side. I think the judge is going to have a lot of pressure to come to the right conclusion, which is this election is uncertifiable. Maricopa County did such a bad job and probably maliciously, intentionally did a bad job. And that's a lot of weight on one individual to come to that conclusion. So uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that the judge has the backbone to honestly examine the facts that appeared that way today in the hearing. And we will see, as I said before, ultimately, I think this will go up to the Arizona State Supreme Court. Um, yes, because whoever loses first round is going to appeal. Right. I mean, this thing's going to be appealed all the way up. This is going to be right. a, 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 a something that everybody looks at. 
Here's what I find powerful. And we had such a response on people reading it. Carrie's putting out a video now to kind of explain it to maybe those who don't have the time to read it. It's so powerful. And then other things are coming out the entire time. Just the presentation of this gets it into people's minds of what happened. The polling, I think, was 72%. After you have your day in court, it's going to be 90%. This this is going to shatter any legitimacy she tries to uh, that uh, yeah. that Hobbs tries to cloak herself in is is that is that your thinking also, ma'am? Yeah, I think that's exactly right, and I think it's also kind of weeding out those who are honestly covering the elections and those who are not. You have been a champion, making sure your viewers are informed every step of the way, and then you have other uh, other media outlets that aren't really even covering the story. Yet in 2020, they were saying, "Oh, this was the most secure election in U.S. history." Now we've got mountains and mountains of evidence and whistleblowers and eyewitness account and statistical analysis and data to prove that not only was it not the most secure election in US history, but it was intentionally manipulated. And those people that intentionally manipulated it are the same people that were running the 2020 election. So there's a lot of explaining that needs to be done here. Um, But I think the more that Kerry pushes this and the more the other candidates start to jump in and do the same thing, I think the the people of Arizona, but the people of America, I mean, the nation needs to know what's happening here because not for a second do I think this is isolated to Arizona. Arizona just messed it up badly enough that we can all see it. Also, in in that one mainstream media account talks about the chain of custody, talks about the signature verification, talks about the AI, talks about any of this, uh, which you guys have nailed. That's why this is such a seminal case. Christina, how do people, you've got, you've got a book coming out in January. What is it? How do people get to it and how do they follow you on this case? Thank you. Stealing Your Vote, introduction by the Stephen K. Bannon is available for pre-order on Amazon. And you can follow me on social media, Getter and Truth at Christina Bob and Instagram and Twitter, Christina underscore Bob. Okay, the Arizona and both have both Maricopa County with Carrie Lake. You have uh, Gunny Sonny Borelli, the state senator in Mojave yeah. County. We'll talk more about that. Christina, Bob, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you. We've been keeping you up to date on a grassroots push in Georgia to rid the state of digital barcodes on ballots, which citizens say violate Georgia law, requiring which would require votes to be legible and transparent. But 10 counties in the last week denied motions seeking emergency injunctive relief. These counties include Bullock and Fulton County. In Brian Kemp's own home county of Clark County, the denial came swiftly. In fact, the judge issued this document just 10 minutes after the petitioner, Scott Howard, who joined us on The Absolute Truth last month, left his hearing, suggesting the decision must have been pre-written. Additionally concerning is that, to date, the county clerk has yet to make the case filings and orders accessible to the public on the Peach Court system. The clerk used manual override to avoid placing these documents in the public court record. And join me now for an update in this push is concerned citizen and reporter for the Georgia Record, Sarah Thompson. Hi, Sarah. Good to see you again. Good morning. So tell us now, with these denials, where does that leave the effort against the barcodes? So this is a much deeper issue than, I mean, the barcodes are a symptom of a much deeper problem. And we we are wanting our right to vote to be affirmed. Our right to vote in the state of Georgia is has been soiled. In fact, it equivalates to our, our American flag being down in counties across the state. 
these judges don't keep, continue to say kind of, there's like three ongoing messages they continue to give us. One is that they don't have jurisdiction, no jurisdiction or authority to reach out to settle this issue. However, the, the law directly commands them mandatory statutory provision to secure compliance with the primary and election laws. I mean, how how much more clear can you be? This is a constitutional provision for, for an immediate need of the people. Another issue that they keep sharing is that, and this is really incredible, Fulton County uh, Judge uh, Jane C. Barwick stated the following, there are other ways this petitioner in particular could have cast a paper ballot. That is incredible. Mm -hmm. They're trying to say that we need to find another way to vote besides the one that's mandated upon us by the state of Georgia. And that's 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 sick. Um, another situation that's going on, and this is kind of blowing through, we believe there might be a lot of a message coming from some higher authority to kind of inform these because there this statement continues to make its way into these complaints in order to make a successful day election day complaint and this is clark county a person must show that he or she was unable to cast a ballot and we contend we did not cast official ballots they are unofficial ballots they are all soiled arizona is saying hundreds of thousands georgia says one hundred percent of these ballots are soiled not only that but we are being asked to vote on a system we never approved per referendum 20 years ago they should have done a referendum for two things one to authorize the use of anything besides paper and two to approve any increase in indebtedness to do so. And we've heard some huge numbers, Fulton County, a number that's been thrown out, I'm not sure if this was for the election cycle or for a year, $46 million. And we do have record, the Fulton County judge said, well, we already have a billion or more of your money. So 46 million is nothing. In fact, it doesn't increase our debt at all. And I, I think, wow, that's, that's incredible. So we have a huge breach in our constitution here in Georgia. Let me ask you, Sarah, what happens next? What happens next is that we we need to pursue the correction of our civil rights. And if, if the state of Georgia, we do believe that a lot of this is rooted in the ability of our Georgia Supreme Court to affirm our stakeholder status. And, you know, that that uh, Confederate versus Henry County case that came out about a month ago to really affirm that it's not just our status. They, it's because they have our money. So we, if you if you calculate twenty years of systems that are not that people didn't vote for, oh, you know, big shiny machine has shown up at the department. I guess we're in the modern age now. I mean, is that kind of what happened in two thousand two? That's billions of dollars. So we have to assert our civil liberties, and I, I, the Georgia Supreme Court may have some ability to do it, but I think uh, I was looking at the Ritter case that went to the U.S. Supreme Court about the ballots. He found 200 ballots or so that weren't dated. And we have a major form issue because the ballots uh, have a feature on them that are not that's not legislated. I mean, Emerald, you and I could come up with a ballot for Warnock and, and, and Herschel in five minutes. That's statutory. It wouldn't take much. But we did warn all the counties, something that's very important. All 159 counties received a notice last Monday uh, that, that, that this was going on and none of them reacted to just do some paper ballots. So they're all in willful negligence and knowing intent. And 
And my, my Bullock County attorney emailed me at 1.40 a.m., all upset. So I think there were a lot of county attorneys up that night. And I'm, I'm happy for that because it means they might be reading the law. And I want to state one more thing. Um, the uh, municipality definition, that's something that related to the referendum. They try to say that, well, counties are not municipalities, and that is false. Under Title 36 of local government code, uh, municipality means any school, district, county, municipal corporation, or political subdivision of the state. And, and under election code, a municipality means an incorporated municipality, substitute that word, in it's incorporated county. So that is totally false. My superior court judge used that argument. It is false. They need to, to have conducted referendums. So let me ask you real quick. We, we only have a few seconds left. This sounds like to me that you're going to pursue further legal action. Is that what your plan is? Um, we will use all legal means possible to secure our right to vote in the state of Georgia. We will go to whatever means necessary to secure our right for our children and for our families. Okay. Well, keep us updated. Good to see you, Sarah. Thank you so much. And if you'd like to support Sarah and others in this effort and their legal bills, you can find them on Give, Send, Go at Go Reclaim GA. Here in the news in the Mid-South, big news this morning, sadly, uh, waking up this morning, the Mississippi State football coach, uh, 61 years old, had a massive heart attack Sunday and is now uh, announced this morning he has passed away. Uh, this is, of course, making national news, but it's making humongous news here in the Mid-South, where so many people in the area where I live uh, attended Mississippi State, or their kids did, or they followed Mississippi State. The rivalries here are Ole Miss and Mississippi State, those two teams. Uh, those are <clears throat> two of the big colleges that if you live in the Mid-South, you either go to you know, Memphis, or you go to Ole Miss, or you go to Mississippi State. And these are three of the big schools in our area. And of course, so um, Mississippi State coach dying today, massive heart attack. Uh, I don't know what his situation was on the vaccination or not, but it, it, it just keeps up. I mean, in my worldview report tonight, I've got another one um, that's had a clot, healthy player for a football team out of North Carolina. It's just nonstop, Leo. Every every yeah. every day, for those who don't know, I remind you that he, uh, Leo's associate producer for our worldview uh, report every night. It's just nonstop, the, the injuries from these shots. And I, I was reading yesterday, and I don't know if you've had a chance to go through it, but I was reading yesterday uh, the uh, uh, article by Dr. McCullough, Dr. McCullough, a case unknown, the epidemic of sudden deaths. And he was doing basically a review of the book by Edward Dowd, uh, Cause Unknown, the Epidemic of Sudden Deaths. Um, it's It's... I mean, this guy comes from BlackRock. He's a fund manager, former BlackRock fund manager. And, of course, he's showing this death rate. The insurance companies don't know what to do with it. It's like something you see during a wartime or worse. Uh, the unemployment rate's much higher than they're telling us. There are help signs wanted everywhere. But at the same time, there are help signs wanted everywhere. We're now reading about major, major layoffs coming in 2023. I mean, I don't know what 2023 is going to hold, but let's just kind of talk about all these things. But first of all, the death of the Mississippi State football coach, 61, massive heart attack. Yeah. Was that Mike Leach? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I did read about that this morning. Uh, 
somebody just texted me earlier today about another one. I don't know if you saw this one, Brandon. University of Central Florida football player, quote, dies suddenly, unquote, while jogging. Yep, read that this morning. Yep, number 88 on the squad. Looks like a fun-loving, happy-go-lucky guy. Somebody texted uh, their condolences with a picture of him with a massive fish that he'd caught. Uh heartbroken they're saying yeah it just never ends and then there was one also i'm sure you saw it in the worldview report where uh tamari key she's a six foot six female basketball player at university of tennessee yep right here Uh, yep she uh she has a blood clot in her lungs she was the healthiest player brandon never missed a game never missed a game in her four years at university of tennessee that's almost unheard of and now suddenly we're supposed to believe that she randomly gets a blood clot in her lungs and she's done for the season. Could be done for her career, you know. Um, then there was, uh, you know, there was an Atlanta Hawks player uh, a couple months ago who had also blood clots and his career's over. Uh, and he, by the way, Brandon Goodwin is his name. You can Google him, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Google Brandon Goodwin, Atlanta Hawks, and you will see where he is one of the few athletes, Brandon, who actually has enough uh, uh, intestinal fortitude as well as smarts, uh, street smarts, call it what you will, to actually speaking be sp- speaking out about this. He went on a live stream uh, and actually said that he, he he's almost 100% certain that his blood clot uh, was from the vaccine. He said he had never any trouble with blood clots in his entire life. He gets the vaccine, and a few weeks later, he gets a crippling blood clot. I don't remember if it was in his leg or where. I don't remember where that one was. Uh, but uh, he explicitly blames it on the vaccine. Unlike most of these cases, we never know 100% for sure what's going on, because even if the uh, person or their family knows... uh, Oh, and that's another thing that's really interesting, Brandon, about the, the Brandon Goodwin story. He actually said in this live stream that the Atlanta Hawks management told him, oh, could you please keep this quiet? Don't say anything. 